Hello and welcome to All Systems Go. This is a weekly challenge podcast where we discuss the week in Go language news and also talk about a challenge that we completed in the Go language. Joining me this week, as always, Kofi. How are you doing today? Doing pretty good. Uh, pretty excited. Uh, I know we were working through a few different challenges getting this started, but uh, <laughs> hopefully, uh, hopefully yeah, we've got more, most of those ironed out, but uh, very excited. This is episode one for those of you uh, joining us thinking, you know, you're you're about to listen to a professionally produced podcast. This is new for all of us, but uh, we're pretty excited to to bring you, you know, uh, uh, the weekly go news and, and talk about a challenge and hopefully bring you on, bring you on a journey, um, the journey that we are going on. Uh, around learning go and participating in the community and uh, i don't know what else what else should we say about the the podcast as we get started kofi uh you know uh this has kind of been a little bit of a i guess a pet project of ours i think we've all started coding when we were young i think uh some of us also started and kept going when we were uh obviously through our career doing very different things so uh you know the interesting thing i was talking with one of my friends and i was like you know the best part about doing a podcast about something you're passionate about is actually not always relating it back to to work and actually applying it to other things, right? So this is one of those pieces we've always talked about building stuff and getting things going. We could have done it in any language, but uh, this one, obviously, I, I think it has a lot of potential. I, I mean, documentation, as you know, is pretty scarce. We'll talk about that, but um, yeah. when it comes down to uh just getting involved and getting it going i think it's going to be pretty cool and hopefully we'll be able to expand build a community and uh really look towards um driving driving a a, a strong fan base yeah and, and kofi and i are, are both like really focused on this idea of of building a community and not just making this a, a platform for us to jabber away um about the things that we found but really bring um, bring our audience and and bring key folks in the go community into the fold so that we can have some interesting conversations and and hopefully you know build a whole community here where we can share code talk about the news talk about what we've learned um, and all of those sorts of things so it should be should be an exciting ride I think one of the neat things is like our skill level all right because I mean, uh, we talk about this. I always say that, oh, yeah, and you're way higher than I am. It's like I haven't coded in forever. It's like, you know, but the interesting thing is, is and why this challenge is kind of interesting and why these challenges are interesting is because I think it sets us on that journey. We can probably see, I'd like to see where we are today in this episode one fashion and then what we look like after episode 100. Because um, technically that would be like 100 weeks of code if we keep this up right so um it would be pretty neat um if that's what we're going to be doing and i think that's going to help us uh either a grow um obviously our our love of go or b it's just going to make us all around better better programmers so um that's what i'm really excited for actually it's just uh something we can commit and uh keep doing yeah, and hope we hopefully we get to bring uh, all of you who are listening with us. And that's the idea with the challenge. I mean, it's great to talk about the news, but I'm really excited about the challenge piece. And and hopefully we bring you all with us and uh, you know show us what show you what we've been up to, um, and we can kind of share that journey. So with that, um, why don't we jump into the news? We have a few articles here. It uh, since it's episode one or episode zero, maybe. Um, 
you know, there's a lot of news. We can't really encapsulate everything that's happened since Go kind of started. Um, but there has been some recent news that I thought we could uh, certainly talk about and then get into our challenge. Um, one of the things that's sort of tangential to the Go community, um, you know, Docker, if you listen to um, one of the one of the Go-related podcasts that I listen to on a regular basis called Go Time, and episode 100, they actually talked to the founders of, uh, of the Go programming language. And one of the things that they stated was, uh, was a big um, pro- propulsionary force for the Go programming language was really uh, Docker coming out and saying, hey, yeah, we just rewrote everything everything in Go. Uh, that, that really shows people kind of art of the possible when, when a big company says, yeah, we wrote, rewrote everything in this new language. And so Kubernetes, um, you know, followed sometime after Docker. And also, you know, there's, there seems to be, if I was to draw the Venn diagram of, you know, people who are uh, very serious professional Go programmers and people who are involved in the Kubernetes community, there's a pretty significant overlap. So KubeCon is coming up, and I think that's kind of exciting. Um, there's lots of interesting th- stuff happening. Are you are you going to KubeCon, Kofi? I wish I was going to KubeCon. <laughs> it's, no KubeCon uh, for you. I, I know we've had time to take a look at the lineup. Um, it's it's very interesting this year with all the different uh, vendor sponsors that are that are <laughs> making their yeah. way into the into KubeCon. Right, it's turning into one of those I think you know much bigger events that we're kind of used to. So, um, it, and arguably, I think we're probably going to be see a, a bridge of, of different, uh, different groups or different, uh, people in the organizations will, you know, there'll be a very interesting mix of people is what I'm, what I'm thinking. Um, I don't know about you, but I mean, when I look at, uh, industry today and how it's shifting and, um, knowing full well, we're from Canada, we might be, you know, kind of fast followers in some senses, but, um, I think one of the big things is is that you see a lot of companies shifting their thought process from what traditional infrastructure and application development looks like, and really shifting their focus uh, into you know what containers brings to them, what that future state looks like five years down the road um, in the U.S. And I'd love to get uh, you know obviously somebody else's perspective because obviously they are. They built, you know, platforms themselves, uh, you know, already uh, in in mainstream. But uh, the same challenges they face uh, from an adoption is the same stuff that, you know, companies like you know VMware and Microsoft and all these others faced a long time ago. But uh, as you can see, when you think about, uh, you know, running containers, running Kubernetes in your infrastructure, um, that's all changing. Like it's it's becoming a little bit more mainstream, and they're going to start winning app by app and you're going to see a lot of vendors aligned mm-hmm. to it, right? So I think that's why you're seeing that broad mix of, of sponsors uh, that's there. But you're seeing some of the typical big-name players start to uh, invest more and more money into these conferences. Yeah, and there's, um, you know, from the Go programming perspective, there's a ton of community events. Again, very uh, very focused on the, the projects that exist inside the CNCF, but they're all, you know, essentially... M- the majority of the projects are go related so it's going to be a pretty big gathering of you know go programmers there as well um the uh the envoy con con is happening the service mesh con calico i mean there's a just a ton of different events there so it's uh it's an interesting time to be involved in uh, in enterprise it for sure yeah and i mean uh 
I, I, I want to say like it's going to be I hope it's going to be something that we're going to be able to attend much more frequently in the future. I think it's the it's a great way to get there. I think uh, don't get me wrong. Last year, did you not participate? I did not last year. Uh, no, um, I wa- I wanted to, but uh, did not get the chance. I think I don't know. To to me, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say OpenStack. Okay, I said OpenStack. Uh, <laughs> it's starting to feel a little bit like no i shouldn't that's not fair it's starting to feel like other uh summits other cons that have been built around um, platforms that have a lot of excitement Mm -hmm. i I think what's going to be interesting is to see how different or not um kubernetes is like it, it certainly feels like kubernetes is woven into the fabric of the story of the next um version of of it but in a, in a way that OpenStack never was, but I, it just, it's starting to get that, you know, it, there's a lot of sponsors. There's a lot going on at KubeCon. Yeah. I know a lot of folks that are going that are not Go developers, that are not Kubernetes contributors. And I just, yep. it's, yeah, it's, it's feeling pretty commercial and, and that could be good. It could be bad. Who knows? Right. But, um, yeah. Yeah. So if you're going, have a have a load of fun. There's a, there's a lot going on. Actually, if you if you have registered and you're planning to go, um, if you haven't looked at the agenda yet, you definitely want to dive into the agenda and see what's going on because there is a ton. Um, and all these projects are always looking for folks to help to contribute. Um, everyone right now is looking for you know beginner, intermediate, expert help. Whether you can spruce up some documentation or you can actually, you know, make some fundamental changes to the project. Um, they, they all need help. That's the story of open source, right? So if you're yep. starting down this path and working with go, you know, jump in and uh, a couple of years down the road, you, you, you start out contributing to documentation and then a couple of years you're a core committer. And, um, so yeah. And I think, and arguably that's one of the things we want to do. Right. So I think, uh, I want to say that it's super important for, for us to think about this, I mean, uh, as we think about how we want to mature and grow either both ourselves personally, um, the community, uh, how can we help? Um, and maybe this is one of the pieces as we think about what challenges to do in the future is like, you know, I, I had taken a boot camp on uh, one of the platforms that we have at work. And one of the big things the guy was saying was, you know, sometimes it's just about getting involved. Uh, to your point, some of the pieces on documentation or validation or what have you are, are big. Uh, but how you build your brand uh, by, you know, getting those certain number of commits is really important. So maybe as a challenge is to get and partner or get, you know, get into something uh, and then help start out somewhere, which is um, just get contributing. So uh, think about that as one of the challenges in the future. Uh, that's definitely going to be in there. And then Arguably, once we build our community, hopefully we can get some some commit numbers that are <laughs> astonishing. I mean, that's to me one of yeah. the biggest goals is like, how can you say, okay, we got the all things go community and we basically done 10,000 commits this year. That would be like a, a huge milestone. Should we talk about, um, uh, I know that uh, we've both gone through a bunch of, uh, a couple of different um, tutorial things. Yep. And uh, working sessions. Yep. Do you want to talk about the O'Reilly stuff that you've been? Working uh, yeah. I mean, I am just getting started. I think uh, there's two things. I mean, obviously, I've done certain things on LinkedIn and done 
LinkedIn Learning. Uh, I've done stuff on uh, O'Reilly just to get started. I mean, a lot of it is just getting through the basics. But honestly, like, maybe it's my attention span. I don't really know <laughs> what it is. <laughs> so, but, like, I'm one of those people who's like, okay, I think I get the basics. The concepts are pretty much the same. I think I need to just dive a little bit deeper. Rather than starting in the beginning, you start in the middle, right? <laughs> because if you start at the beginning, you're like, ah, oh, this is, you know. So I, I, what I think the important thing is, is like, um, I, I'm going to start more in the middle now with more advanced topics and then figure out how to code it because I know how to code the basics. It's just you can go find and sniff those those things anywhere. So I think I, I think I know exactly what you're talking about. And I think I, I actually and it's only because uh, a couple of days ago I watched this talk from um, one of the GoCons and I'll link it up in the show notes. Um, I forget who it was by. So I'll make sure that that's. Uh, linked up and attributed properly, um, but um, but the uh, the person that was presenting basically said, uh, "Hey, look, if you're a developer coming from another language, um, what you principally, what you generally look for when you're trying to learn a new language is syntax. Like, yep. what are the syntactical changes uh -huh. that are required to get me into this language? Whereas, so." you know, you, you come from JavaScript, you're going to write something in Go and you go, ah, how do errors work here? How do I make HTTP requests? I'm uh -huh. looking for the syntax. What's a loop look like? How do I control the loops? Blah, blah, blah. Uh -huh. But if you're a beginner, uh -huh. um, what you need is something that is more uh, maybe architectural in nature. Like what is an error in this platform? What is, heck, what is an interface and, and why is this thing called an interface in Go? Mm -hmm. Like what I use to actually make HTTP requests and, you know, wrap a bunch of things. Yeah. Like what does that even mean? And I think, I think part of what I certainly saw and I think what you're saying is that um, like a lot of the training material you see generally focuses, focuses on that syntax piece. Yeah. And so it's hard to like, it's hard to get purchase on just syntax yeah. when you need to understand some of the concepts and you don't seem, I don't seem to get a, a, a handle on those concepts until you actually kind of build something, you, you know, am I on the right track? You need there? to skip that, to like number, like section 20, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> like you, yeah. you, you skim over the first little bit uh, and then you focus on certain areas because the whole thing is, is like, if you, if you understand the concepts of object oriented programming, it's not going to be, you know, who cares? Uh, <clears throat> to your point, if you understand, you know, certain uh, idiosyncrasies with how code is laid out, then yeah. Um, but ultimately, most of those foundations are pretty much the same. So I think <clears throat> where I think I would be benefiting more from is actually like, um, and I'm going to have to look for it, but like, it will have to be like intermediate level here's what we're doing. I assume that you know the basics of any programming language, but I'm going to show you, we have X amount of packages. We're going to do this thing. We're going to create these functions. We're going to run them, you know, using X or using a specific function of go that you've never seen before, but I'm going to tell you what that does because you're going to commonly use this. Like that's what I want to see where, to your point, right? I think what what's happened is as I go through like, you know, okay, getting a tour of Go, that's fine. But like, how are you going to enhance or entice somebody new to the language unless they're forcing themselves to, to go do that? So right. I think that when I, 
when I want to go look at something now and what I'm looking for in learning, it's kind of that intermediate piece where it's like working with REST uh, APIs or working with anything um, to make certain actions happen. And this is kind of my day-to-day -day stuff, which is, which, which is what I'm trying to do. So it's either day-to-day -day or I have something in mind or I'm trying to build an app or I'm trying to see where I would use Go for the yeah. style that I want. Uh, you know what I mean? So totally. I, I think that's, yep. that's, I guess that's where I'm lost, but at the same time, don't get me wrong. I don't want to detract from the fact that I did take uh, an O'Reilly course and that I, I loosely paid attention to, because as you know, yeah. <laughs> sometimes you subscribe yourself to these live learnings and then yep. work gets in the way. Um, and it did in this case, because there's always this huge fire. But um, one of the neat things is that we are, um, what I what I noticed in, in in this piece is that there's a lot of cool stuff that you can do. It walks through a lot of the stuff that we talked about, like you know, oh, you know what, we're going through a build process and we're troubleshooting all these errors. How are you doing this? Like you have pre-built code that you can actually walk through and understand what the structure looks like. And then it got into like, okay, and like, how do I drive automation and build pipelines around this? It's actually some combination of that's what I really wanted. So it's like expanding the environment that I have today. So that's kind of what I wanted to take out of it. And then I'll go redo it again when I have either built or tuned my environment the way that I wanted it, like an effective debugger. Um, yep. You know, if I want to basically put in Jenkins or something like that, um, you know, and really kind of work through what, what, what that looks like in my developer laptop or whatever, any laptop for that matter, or virtual machine, however the hell I want to run this stuff. So I thought it was very, very informative because it gave me a good perspective as it was more of an intermediate session that I was looking for. I think it was a more of, you know, I've got all these code samples done, just go on GitHub, grab what you want, take a learning. These are all the different sections. I love the structure of it because you get to work and they give you time. He explains something, then you go and then you basically have time to work on it. You go back and then you, you do the other stuff. Um, which is pretty awesome. And then, you know, there's Slack channels and all these other pieces that they start introducing now that you can be part of. So um, I think for these live sessions that O'Reilly is putting out has hit the mark. Like, I love them. Uh, I think they're put on by very knowledgeable people. The structure is really well put together. Um, I have another couple coming up that are specific. So it's funny that you talked about Istio the other day because, I mean, this is basically OpenShift, Istio, and... Uh, uh yeah and uh, it, it, like it's like basically introduction to service service mesh so something that i don't know much about that i'm very interested in so it's kind of one of those pieces but like these are very cool things um and then sure. i think you talked to me before about there's another site that i got to check out and it's it's a paid site it was like 129 bucks or something um and it was i think it was more in line with what, we were, what i was looking for beforehand uh from a goal tutorial perspective i just it, it it escapes me do you remember there's uh yeah there's so much out there but yeah so that's what i was gonna kind of um that's what i was gonna say about um courses the, the one that i took and i'm still reviewing on a regular basis it's called ultimate go programming um by bill kennedy actually it says william kennedy here but i'm pretty sure he goes by bill um pretty prolific um twitter content creator as well but uh but he, his session um, called Ultimate Go Programming, it's on live lessons. It's also, if you're a subscriber to um, Safari, yep. um, you can get access to it. 
but it is, um, it, it was great for really starting to understand the concepts and particularly like, um, thinking about how go works, like not just the syntactical pieces of like, here's how to create a loop, um, or here's how you create a struct, but also thinking about, um, when you build an application, if you're going to think in terms of semantics, um, if you're going to pass pointers around, mm -hmm. then, you know, stick to passing pointers around. If you want to use value semantics and pass actual values and copies of values around of variables around, then do that. And really he talks through a lot of the consequences of mixing those, um, metaphor or mixing those ways of programming and what that cost is to, to the actual application and potentially the heap and allocations and et cetera. Yep. It's a really great course just to get through like at a, at a much deeper level than I ever expected, um, how go the compiler thinks about things and the impact of your code yep. on the actual running application, which is you know, a little bit different from a lot of other tutorials that I've done. Yeah, and you know it's interesting because I think, uh, and it brings me back to some of the earlier C programming that I was doing. Is as I was looking at you know different things from a concurrency perspective, I pulled up what you were talking about. I was already on O'Reilly, and I went to the Ultimate Go Programming Second Edition. I didn't realize it was over sixteen hours of code. Uh, or 16 yeah. hours of video <laughs> that's pretty it's a thick. Long course. I'm like, wow. So then I scrolled ahead and I went up. And I think there's some stuff that we talked about, right? So starting in like lesson nine uh, and 10, um, which is basically when you talk, well, probably lesson eight and above, but where you talked about some of the neat things is you talked about like design guidelines um, in air handling and a few other different things. But seven, packaging, design guidelines, package orientation and design, like, right there it's not very long but it gives you an idea of where things start and you're like okay now i can start putting things together and then let's figure out like everything else after that you know chan uh, you yeah. know when you talk about different things from channels and, and concurrency like that's where i want to get into but what i like is he's also talking about testing um so stuff that we sometimes forget about uh and then how For we're sure. you know working through so i'm actually pretty excited uh i'm gonna go do this uh and I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some continuous feedback on where things are, but nice. I'm gonna I think what's gonna happen is um, I'm gonna switch off what I'm how I'm learning the other one and go from the video piece, um, even though I you know I know kind of where things are. I'm gonna kind of put your your knowledge to the test and see that piece. But is there not other ones that uh, other uh, maybe other people have put together? Yeah, there's there's a lot of interesting stuff out there. I think the way that the community works today is really interesting. Um, if you go to, if you just go to YouTube and you, you Google for a GoCon, um, there's a ton of GoCons that have happened around the world. And there's a, there's a boatload of great information about a lot of different things. Um, and, um, there are some classics on YouTube talking about Go concurrency. So Rob Pike's stuff, um, which are pretty classic. Um, there's a, there's a great, there's a lot of talk about Go concurrency, certainly. Um, and then when it comes to tutorials and, and books, um, there's there's a ton of great stuff, too. Um, I highly recommend the Go Awesome page on GitHub. We'll link that up in the show notes. Yep. Um, Go Awesome has, you know, all the libraries and, and modules that you might need. Yep. Um, and then also... Go by example. Um, Have you seen that one? Because that's a pretty good one as well. Go by example is great. Yep. Um, there's also... So related to that Ultimate Go programming course... Yep. Um, 
uh, GitHub user Hoen on, um, and he's Hoen on 101. We'll link this up in the show notes. Has an ultimate Go Pro uh, study guide. Mm. Um, so um, they have put links in here to a bunch of different things, and then um, basically follows the the modules that um, that Bill Kennedy put out. And then has links to like, or has actually written out a bunch of these concepts and links to um, articles about the concepts in each one of the modules. It's pretty fantastic too. So, yep. uh, another couple of great resources. So, um, let's talk about the challenge. So, the challenge that we that we talked about this week um, for the starting when we thought it was appropriate um, to, for the starting episode was uh, set up your developer environment. So. Get Go, get the compiler, the the uh, GoFumpt, everything installed. Um, get an IDE installed, and actually, you know, start building things. So, how did your how did your development setup work? I guess, what platform did you decide to to install on, <laughs> and uh, and how did it go? Oh, it's so funny. Um, yeah, I did a couple of different things. I originally started off uh, in Linux uh, with Mint and. Because I was jealous of you, to be honest. Um, <laughs> so I started there and then quickly realized I don't really want to run on a virtual machine all the time. Um, but I could have formatted one of my laptops if I felt like it. I was just testing it out to see how easy it is. But it's pretty cool. And then I'm going to pretty much work on automating that whole setup. But um, I'm a huge Atom fan. So I use Atom nice. for pretty much everything. So uh, And then I like the integrations. Um because I have basically, um, it's easy to integrate with Git, so it's really easy on that stuff from versioning piece. Because that's something that I, I feel that I always have to start doing versus before, where we never, you know, we never really focus on stuff like that. But um, now it's 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 almost imperative, and it doesn't matter what and who you're working with. But that's that's one of the key pieces that I look in it. Um, I like. Uh, because I use it for Python, um, I just like the way that things are built. But I mean, when you look at it, formatting, all these other things, the packages that are there, they're amazing that you can basically pull down. So um, typically when you do that, you can basically pull it down, all the dependencies pull down. It's really simple. You know, you basically just label your your uh, your code in whatever.go and it basically takes over, does everything, does builds your project for you. and. Uh, it's pretty amazing. And then from a community perspective, they have a huge amount of uh, support. Um, you can build your debuggers in there if you need to. Uh, that's kind of one of the last things that I want to do. Um, you can build out the terminal if you just want to kind of execute your code and then run it within a terminal. Um, that's pretty easy to do as well. Um, and then I wanted, to, and so I got two. So this is kind of where I was talking to you a little bit beforehand um, on you know, VS Code, and that seems to be what other people are using as they do it, but I still don't yeah. use it. I, There's a lot of VS Code users out there. Yeah, so I, I, I'm tempted to just try and see, uh, but I think I was able to get through everything that I needed to do and wanted to do in Atom, um, and I just want to see how far I can take that. So that is my goal, is to stick with uh, just loading the local runtime on my environment, um, that's pretty simple and standard. Um, for me, uh, on all my laptops, um, I use the GitHub desktop. So it's pretty okay. straightforward on that side. Um, nice. And then I use Atom and that's it. And then I think my next steps 
are is to basically start to, I don't know, just seeing what else I can tie into it. I mean, we, you know, then maybe I'll get some ideas from you as you set up your development environment, how I can expand and make mine better. How do you, um, so you're on Windows? Yep. How did you decide to, or how did you actually install Go itself? Did you oh, grab dude, the package from the a, website? Yeah, or package installer. Boop. Okay. <laughs> just super easy right? execute there it is <laughs> so awesome. yeah it's fairly straightforward windows is like it's too easy it, it felt like for a while windows was kind of a dirty word yeah. um and you know max i'm if you look at all the conference technical conferences i mean there there are max everywhere yep. um and i'll talk about my max setup in a second but but like i, I spend enough time in windows these days yep. Windows is pretty freaking awesome now. Like you can't, we can't dismiss it as like, oh, well, you know, only corporate nerds use it. Like it, WSL yeah. is now like, especially with WSL two, like it is snappy. It is fast. You can get a, a Linux environment if you need it in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, everything you need is like there. PowerShell is freaking awesome. Uh, like, yeah, it's a, it's a great platform. Yeah. I am not really like, again, I don't know whether it's, um, I don't think I have a, if I want the least path or of resistance or the easiest way to do something, I just use windows. It's not very, not like, you know what I mean? Yep. It's uh, I love my Mac. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> people may, people may hate me for saying the, the, the W word, but I don't care because uh, I, I, I use my Mac for pretty much everything day to day that I do. And I don't really care whether I live between operating systems. I, I'm used to all of them. So, um, yeah, and I don't really have a preference. So, so, um, I did, I, I have go installed on my, my Linux laptop, but I'll, I'll walk through how I set up, um, the Mac. Um, so I am, I'm running Catalina here, um, which my IT team didn't really like, but anyway, um, I have Catalina installed and the first thing I tried to do was actually install the, the package direct from the site and, um, because uh, Apple, in their infinite wisdom, has actually really narrowed down um, how you can install applications. Um, and the, the current version, or at least the version I tried to install originally, um, wasn't notarized by Apple. It, the install failed. So I couldn't actually even install Go. Um, mm. So this was a fresh install. So what I did instead um, was I used Brew. And Brew worked without a problem, I guess, because I updated Brew um, directly after I installed Catalina. Uh -huh. So to install Go, the actual programming language, uh, it was a, it was a brew install Go and that's, and that did the job. So, um, Go got installed that way. And then I am a, a real fan of IntelliJ, um, idea uh -huh. and their, their whole philosophy and their way of, uh, of handling IDEs. So I installed Goland and there's, there's a few reasons why I like Goland. I, I spend a little bit of time in VS code, um, and sometimes even in, in VI and Emacs, but, um, Goland just has a lot of niceties to it. Um, the very first project that I actually worked on with Go, um, was heavy in, well, I was talking to a, uh, I had to pull information out of a SOAP API and it was nastiness. And so I had to build a lot of, uh, a lot of types just specifically for the communication back and forth to a SOAP API, mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and Goland just had a lot of niceties about it when I had to, 
defined functions that were actually taking uh, taking various types back and forth, um, it would actually, it just pops a bunch of information for you. So it'll actually show you like fields and the structs and whatnot mm-hmm. um, that just made it a lot easier. Um, and so there's a lot of great editors out there and a lot of great IDEs. Um, Golang is just what I decided to, to use for now. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I think um, maybe, yeah, I mean, like what else, like how often do you find yourself uh, making modifications to your environment, I guess is a question, or is it just one of those I... things that's a constant modification piece? Like as we were talking, I was looking at what new packages I could install. <laughs> so yeah. so it's like it's like one of those pieces, but it also takes time as you want to think about like, uh, you know, how... <laughs> How much do I really, really want to, you know, invest in some of those areas? I mean, I think that, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I don't really think it's, it, it, I think it's one of those pieces that you're going to get used to what you're using. You may go somewhere else if somewhere, you know, some other people are using that uh, ID, but um, yeah, ideally I, I think you use what you're used to and you want to, what you want to use, right? I, I think it's interesting for, for us and for folks like us that aren't, you know, full-time professional developers where it's like, uh, well, maybe I should just speak for myself. I know I find myself doing a lot of yak shaving a lot of the time, right? Where it's like, Hey, I want, I should build something and go, Oh, well, uh, first I better go, um, and actually install the language. Okay. I'm going to use brew and, Oh, the terminal, man, I should really update term I term too. Okay. That's updated. And I don't really like the fonts. I should actually, okay. Now the fonts are up. Okay. So now I got go installed. Now what IDE should I use? Oh gosh, there's a lot. Well, let's install Adam. I'll check that out. Oh, that's not bad. And then maybe go land and, Oh wait, there's some add-ons for go land. And Oh yeah, I forgot. I like PyCharm too. Let me install, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And so you end up in this, this, uh, long running circle. Um, and I think you are, you are way better at this than I am, which is like pick a tool, stick with it and do it and just and and do something right as yeah. opposed to keep going around in circles and looking at things you waste a lot of time what about that i'm just like nah i'm pretty yeah, but, <laughs> but that's the point right it, it's like our full-time job isn't development no for for a lot of us yeah. um ho- hopefully there will be folks that that join and listen to this program and enjoy it um that are full-time developers but um, there's a, there's a lot of us that are just getting in, getting back into development, trying to do it regularly. And I think it's important to like, like just pick a tool and then do stuff <laughs> as opposed to, yeah. you know, the infinite yak shaving of, Hey, well maybe is there an IDE that I can use on my iPad? Because I'm using the latest beta of iOS and I think I can actually get a mouse working there right. and, Oh, well this IDE doesn't work. Well, maybe if I set up like a VM in EC2 and then I SSH to it. Oh, I need a new SSH program for my, anyway, I've, I've been down so many rat holes. I can yeah. go on forever, but you know what I mean? No, I agree. I agree. All right, cool. Well, I mean, well, we should probably just talk about what the, what do we want to do from a challenge on the, uh, for the next what episode. What do we want to do for a challenge um, next time? I don't know, but uh, I should have really put a little bit more thought into this. Maybe, <laughs> you know, I I was looking at, I thought we were going to do this and then talk a little bit more about our uh, piece. But I think what's happened is um, maybe what we do is we kind of review. I mean, we've, we've talked a little bit about like more advanced uh, tutorial sites. So I think I want to get like hands on uh, for the next week, every day, very specific uh and then see 
if a you know basic program or basic you know something very very simple or I don't know I I I I, I just think that we just put this to the test uh, and then put everything together so maybe it's put together the structure of a of a of a project that we want to basically run or maybe we figure out different ways that we want to collaborate. What do you think is better? Like maybe just let's collaborate together. We already know we can use GitHub to to do that and but at the same time. I guess I haven't worked with them. I usually code by myself, so. Yeah, that that is that's an interesting piece. We're actually going through something at work right now where we're we're building something kind of extracurricular, and there's a team of us, and and the code base really belongs to to one individual, and we're all trying to get in, and and we're all we're all hackers. Like we're not. Well, I don't mean hackers as in like black hat, like trying to destroy the world. Um, not that all hackers are like that. Gosh, I'm gonna get myself into trouble. Um, but uh, we're, you know, trying to collaborate is a is a whole is a whole thing. Yeah. Um, I, I my suggestion. Let me know what you think. Um, what if for next week we just say, find a great tutorial and finish it. Done. I think that's a great way to do it. Like, not you wait sixteen hours of <laughs> tutorial, or are we talking like? <laughs> well, I guess it depends on the tutorial that you finish. So All I right. have in my mind. Uh, uh, so you mentioned before that like we tend to pick up these tutorials yep. and you start them, but then you never finish gotcha. them. I actually have um, I have a tutorial that I started a while ago okay. that is all about building a web application in Go okay. that I have just never finished. And I think let's do it. So so I would love to finish that and and I like okay that would be a great one to talk about. And then you know if you've if you like whatever you want to choose, um, we might have a guest on on next week too. Um, and maybe they can pick a tutorial and we can all talk about the different tutorials that we've, uh, that we've worked on. And then right. now we have something that we can share with the community and this is a great tutorial and here's how it worked out. There you go. Let's just do that. We can review some tutorials. I will pick one of three. I'll share the ones in, nice. uh, with you and then you can, we can either stack rank them if I get through more than one, but let's not be let's be uh, very ambitious here and just uh, make sure that we're focused, laser focused, and get through the one. So I will keep mine a secret, but I'm gonna post nice. like one of three, um, okay. and then I'm gonna go from there, and then I'm gonna talk about like first how it's helped me, and this is kind of the key thing I think. First, how it's helped me have a better understanding interpretation of the language. Right. Two. Yeah. how I can look to apply what I've learned and more of a day-to-day -day fashion. Uh, and three, it's sparked my creative juices to say, hey, here's what I think I can build, which should segue into, you know, where I want to go kind of in that next next segment, which is like, how, where do I want to apply this? And I want to do something very simple, but I want to do something I've never done before. I dig it. Sounds great. Okay. Well, with that, let's wrap it up. And gosh, we've never talked about, like, do we need catchphrases? I'm not sure. Yeah. Like, do we just shut it off? Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll figure that out. But <laughs> I mean, arguably, we could always go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> you know, I appreciate it. Uh, no, it's good. Let's wrap it up. Uh, All right. You know, uh, until next week uh, or next session, next episode. Uh, check back with us because we're going to get through this um so we'll track our progress let you know where we fell down where we lost interest and all the things we about uh, how these tutorials went through see you next time